authority. Welcome to the Rock Church. It's the place where your life matters, Jesus matters, and worship matters all the time. I want you to go back to the book of James, chapter number one, count it all joy, part number two. I want you to go there, and we're going to settle in verses one through four. I really, I really want you to take notes today. I, I really want you to really, really settle into this teaching on today. I really just want to talk about today three ways to count it all joy. I, I want to talk to you about three spiritual principles on what it's going to take for you and I to count it all joy. I want to start by just simply giving you this today. Trials are the test of faith, patience, or stamina through subjection to the suffering or temptation. I want to give that to you again. Trials are the test of faith, patience, or stamina through subjection to suffering or temptation. I want you to hear that again. Trials are the test of faith, patience, or stamina through subjection to suffering or temptation. I really want you to focus on that. I want you to think about some of the things that you are going through. I want you to begin to look at some of the issues that are taking place in your life. I want you to be honest about where you are and where you're going, where God is taking you. And I simply want you to repeat this after me. Trials are the test of faith, patience, or stamina through subjection to suffering or temptation. Now I want you to look at your life again. I want you to take a look at your life right here. I, I really want you to make an examination of what is taking place in your life, or what's taking place in your life. And I just want you to think about this. In James 1, I want you to hear this. It, it says in verse number 2, it says in verse number 2, it says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. Verse number 3 says, Knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing lacking in nothing but then I just want to go to verse number five um, you don't have to put it up there if you don't have it uh, but if any of you lacks wisdom let him acts of God who gives to all generously and without reproach and it will be given let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. I'm reading it backwards. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. That sounds a little different when you go backwards. I, I want to I read that to you again. Uh, and let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking and nothing, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, consider it all, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. 
to encounter various trials. And so we started off with the definition on the day that trials are the test of faith, patience, or stamina uh, through subjection to the suffering or temptation that one may be going through at a certain point in their life. If I were to ask you this question, are you going through a trial? Are you able to just lift your hands and say, yes, I am. I'm, I'm in some various trials. I'm, I, I'm coming out of a trial, I believe, but it seems like I've been in a place where my life has been subjected to a certain level of suffering, a, a certain level of temptation. I, I've been tempted, hallelujah, to turn around and go back the other way, but I understand he won't fail me. I, I've been tempted, hallelujah, to throw my hands up and just throw the towel in and do something else, but I'm here to hear God tell me today that he won't fail, hallelujah, no matter how hard it is, he won't fail, as grandmama and them used to say, he's never too late, but he's always on time, hallelujah, his time is his time, he's sovereign, he shows up when he wants to, uh, he'll complete it when he's ready, hallelujah, but we've got to understand that God is sovereign enough that he won't fail. That he won't fail. I, I want to give this to you here today. I, I really want to give you this exegetical uh, moment here uh, right in verse number one before we go into these three uh, principles that we're going to talk about. Uh, but it says to consider. Come on now. When we break that word down, consider. He's saying, I want you to think carefully. Come on now. I, I want you to think with great regard. Hallelujah. I, I want you to think beyond what you were able to think before. I, I want you to think a little stronger. I, I want you to be strong in your thought process. That's why he says, consider it all joy. Consider it all joy uh, uh, that when you encounter various trials, come on now, uh, consider it. Come on, I want you to think carefully with joy. Come on now, uh, joy, uh, that which is the cause of joy or gladness. Come on now, uh, it is the cause of joy. Come on now, uh, it means to locate or have a reason uh, to be glad or to have gladness. Come on now, he said saying here in verse number one as we really look at the text here come on now uh, consider come on I need you to think carefully uh, as you think carefully consider it all joy come on now that which brings gladness come on now uh, I want you to consider joy I want you to consider I want you to think carefully as you are prepared to experience joy and gladness when you encounter various trials the trials come on now that will test your faith your patience and your stamina through subjection of suffering or temptation when you consider to think carefully that joy and gladness will go before the trial joy and joy and gladness hallelujah will 
sustain you as a substance of stamina. Come on, somebody say stamina. Come on now, you need stamina when you're facing trials. Come on now, you need stamina in the midst of this race. And so James is not excluding himself from the text. That's why he says in verse number one, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes who are disturbed, who are dispersed abroad, greetings. I, I know that we're not together. I know that we're disconnected because of ministry, but I want you to be reminded that as you go forth in ministry, I want you to be reminded that as you woke up this morning, that I want you to consider, I want you to carefully think that you are preparing yourself to experience joy and gladness as you approach an encounter of various trials. Come on now, those trials that will test my faith, those trials, those trials that will produce stamina and patience while I'm being subjected to what it's causing me to suffer through. I'm going to suffer through some loss. I'm going to suffer through some lonely nights. I may suffer through some things that don't feel good, but yet I may be tempted, hallelujah, to go back and do what I used to do. But because I love God, because I trust God, because I have considered to think carefully that joy and gladness will be my stamina, that joy and gladness will be my firm foundation, that joy and gladness in the midst of suffering, trial, tribulation, hardship, difficulty, that God is not going to fail me yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But then I want you to hear this. It says that when you encounter various trials of your faith, the trials are the test of faith, patience, or stamina through subjection to suffering or temptation. Uh, uh, I really want you to just think about this for a few moments. I, I want to talk about what it means, what it means to count it all joy. Somebody say counted all joy. Come on, say it again. Say counted all joy. When I, when I really want to count it all joy, when, I, when I'm really considering with joy and gladness, come on now, that I have just encountered various trials. Number one, when you're encountering the trial, number one, the word says that you need to find and locate the place of joy and gladness. Hallelujah. Uh, he didn't give you the trial first. He gave you the solution first. Come on now. He didn't give you the problem first. He gave you the solution to the problem first. He says that I'm going to give you a solution to a problem that you're getting ready to encounter. So before you encounter this, I need you, number one, to find and locate the place of joy and gladness. Come on now joy and gladness. Galatians 5 and 22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Come on now. Uh, uh, in the moment that you are preparing, that God is preparing uh, for you to 
encounter some various unexpected trials that may wreck your life, that may destroy some things, that may devastate you, that may defeat you, that may feel like it's conquering you and taking over your life. He says, I want you to locate joy in gladness. Uh, I want you to joy. I want you to find some joy. I want you to find some gladness because three months from now, you're going to need that joy. You're going to need that gladness. A year from now, you're going to have to find and relocate that joy as the systems of life become harder because the trials seem to be beating me down. Come on now, I'm going to keep giving you that definition. Trials, come on now, they are what? Trials are the test of faith, patience, and stamina through subjection to suffering and temptation. He says, I need you to consider, I need you to think carefully that you have some joy that belongs to you, that you have some gladness that belongs to you. If you're going to succeed in this encounter of various trials, think it all joy. Come on now. Count it all joy. Consider it all joy. Consider joy that which makes you glad. That what brings you into a place where you can believe God that God is not going to fail you. Come on, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. Uh, trials and the testing of our faith produce joy and gladness. Come on now. Uh, trials and the testing of our faith produces, come on now, produces, produces. Trials and the testing of our faith produce joy and gladness. Did you hear that? Joy and gladness. That's okay, Miss Gwen. Uh, I just want to just pause parenthetically here. Uh, I, I was prepared to just preach uh, extra, uh, uh, through just the, the, the preaching of the word today with no notes. And I got up this morning to do my devotional, and I'm sitting there reading. And he said, go get your pen. Hallelujah. So I sent Miss Gwen the notes a little before church, so y'all forgive her if she's just a little off. But, but when God says, I need you to write, you go write. I, I had already told her three days ago. I I already got it. I've been studying it. I've been chewing on it. It's right here. It's right here. But he says, no, 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 no. I need you to give the people something that they can write down. Come on here. Trials and the testing of our faith produce joy and gladness. I want to say this. How many of you give God room enough to call an audible? How many of you are, are able to give God enough room to call an audible in your life? He said he was going to do this, but then he decides that after he says he's going to do this, he's going to call an audible in how he's going to do what he said he's going to do. I'm going to heal you, but I'm going to call an audible. Mm, I'm going to call another play that's still going to cause you to be healed, but it's not going to be the play that you thought it was going to be. It's just like when you're in football and they call a play from the line and the quarterback goes to the line, he goes in the huddle, and he gives them a play. Come on now. But then the quarterback is taught that when he goes to the line, the defense may not look like what it should for the play that he's calling. And if he sees that he can call an all 
audible, he calls inaudible. Hallelujah. And only the offense knows that he has changed the play because the enemy never heard the original play. And because the enemy never heard the original play, it doesn't seem like anything is changing. But in the spirit, oh, Rabando Rabah, when you are connected to the spirit of God, you can hear God calling inaudible. Yes, I told you to go, but I don't want you to go straight now. I want you to go straight and make a hard left because if you make the hard left, you're going to abort disaster. You're still going to get to the same destination. We're still going to score the touchdown, but guess what? It's going to be a little different because the enemy is expecting us to do this play. They've studied us. Come on now. They watched the film. Come on now. Uh, come on now. Y'all saw the Super Bowl eight years ago, nine years ago. Seattle is driving down, driving down. Instead of the coach, oh, Rabbi, see, sometimes you cannot get too high and lofty in your mind that you decide to call the wrong play because you want to do something so they were driving the ball. They were on the one-yard line. All they had to do is give it to who? The big back, Marshawn Lynch, and they win the Super Bowl, but not understanding that they were playing one of the greatest defensive head coaches in the NFL. He had already practiced what they might do on the one-yard line, and because his defense had already practiced, come on now, that's why you got to be in in tune. Uh, they were already in tune. And when they got to the line, the defense had already practiced it. And when Russell Wilson threw the ball, it was picked off. Why? Because they had already practiced the play. See, God calls an audible so that the enemy can't defeat you with what it's already tested you with. Come on now. Come on, see this now. They've, they had already studied the Seattle Seahawks. They, they had already studied their habits and their discipline. They had already studied that this is one of their greatest plays that they score on all the time. And so he says this is not a just in case. He said that they're going to eventually pick this play, and we're going to be ready for it. You've got to understand that the enemy is always ready for what you're used to doing, and that's why God calls an audible. That's why you got to be spirit-led. You got to have joy and gladness. Come on now. As you encounter various trials, you got to be available for the audible, James. You got to be available for God to call the audible, Deacon Gwen. You've got to be available. And not only do you have to find and locate joy and gladness, number two, you got to be able to acknowledge that you are in the midst of some various trials. Ain't nothing wrong with telling your friends, I'm going through some stuff now. It don't feel good, but the Lord had already given me my solution. He said, find joy and gladness. Consider joy and gladness as your two best friends right now. Through the moments of suffering, I need you to acknowledge. Come on now, open up your mouth and acknowledge, hey, I'm in the middle of a struggle. I'm in the middle of a storm. I'm in the middle of a fight that I've never been in before. I'm in the middle of a battle and it's going to take everything in me to win this battle. It's going to take joy and gladness. Come on now. Acknowledge that you, that's why it says in verse number two, come on now, consider it. 
He's saying, I'm telling you, when you think carefully, you're acknowledging that I'm getting ready, that I'm going to encounter some various trials. When I encounter the various trials, acknowledge that you are in the midst of various trials. I, I know the word of faith boy says now, come on now, uh, uh, face is the substance of things, hope for all these other things. And, but, but sometimes you just got to be uh, real with yourself and say, I'm in the middle of a faith battle. Come on now, uh, my faith is failing now. My joy is failing now. But I got God on my side, and because I've located joy and gladness in the beginning, he's going to give me strength to walk in strong faith, to walk in strong belief. My faith is being tested right now. Come on now. It's being tested right now. It's being tested right now. Come on now. Uh, you're moving the one place to the next place, and you're trying to get everything together. But sometimes uh, you go through the trial of being patient before you put everything in place. Come on now. Uh, You've got to be patient. you got to pace yourself. Uh, you got to make sure you don't wear yourself out. you got to make sure that you don't tire too early. you got to make sure that you don't do too much in the beginning and by the end of the fight you have no more strength come on you gotta pace yourself I've gotta pace myself to the point that I'm acknowledging that I'm in a trial I'm, 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 I'm in a struggle and some people are gonna look at me today and be like well Bishop what are you talking about you're in a struggle say people don't struggle uh, say people don't have no difficulty come on now uh, uh, if God is for me then who's against me and all of this other stuff uh, but he's telling you right now that real trials will cause you to suffer real trials will check your patience uh, real trials Come on now, uh, we'll check your stamina. How strong are you? All right. Keep talking. Yes. Come on. Yes. Hear it, acknowledge. Acknowledge that you are in the midst of various trials. I need you to run right to Matthew 11. When you get here and you will acknowledge, and as you acknowledge that you're in the midst of a trial, come on now, there is word for you. There is word for the struggle. There is a solution to your struggle. There is a solution as you encounter this trial. Uh, uh, Matthew 11, 28 through 30 says, Come to me, all who are weary, and heavy laden and I will give you rest come on now verse 29 take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest from your or for your souls verse number 30 for my yoke is easy and my burdens are light come on now when you acknowledge that you are going through a trial I'm in the midst of a fight don't go to your psychic. Don't go to some of this other stuff that ain't working. Don't go shopping. Don't go to the, all of the other stuff and to the club, get high, smoke, pornography, cheat on your girl, fall in the sin. No, no, no. I need you to run right to the book of Matthew, chapter number 11, and read the word. He says, for my yoke is easy and my burdens light. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle 
gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest from your soul. Come on now. I need you to come to me. Come on now. I need you to run to me. I need you to get to me. I need you to find me with joy and gladness. Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest in the midst of a trial, in the midst of getting patience, in the midst where stamina seems like it's leaving, I will give you rest. Come on now. I, I need you to hear this. I, I need you to hear this. Trials and the testing of our faith produce and teach us how to find God and how to rest in God. Did y'all see that? Trials and the testing of our faith produce and teach us to find rest in God. What do you mean rest? Come on now. Uh, what do you mean? Are, are you saying that God is going to bring me out? No, 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 no. Are you saying that God's going to stop the rain? No. Are you saying that God is getting ready to do this and do this and do that? It's getting ready to be wonderful? No, 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 no. I need you to understand rest meaning to cause one to become physically refreshed as a result of resting from work to cause to rest to give to rest. I need you to understand that in the middle of your rest, he's physically, he's going to physically cause you to be refreshed to fight again. He's going to cause you to be renewed to fight again. He's going to cause you to be reconciled and restored to stand through that trial, to stand through the hardship, to stand through the pain, to stand through the moments where it feels like all hell is breaking loose I will give you rest from working overtime I'm going to give you some rest uh, I'll give you some days where I get in and I'll fight it for you but I'm going to give you some rest so that I can refresh you and restore you that when I call you back into the fight that you're ready to fight that you're ready to stand that you're ready to keep on digging and plowing your way through that's why that's why we got to have strong faith. Come on now, that's why our faith has to be the center of everything that we do, the center of everything that we do. Number one, uh, I, I locate and I find joy and gladness. Uh, two, I acknowledge uh, that I'm in the midst of a trial. Come on now. We've got to hear this. Come on now. Uh, count it all joy. When you encounter the trials of patience and stamina, for I will give you rest. Come on now. Physical rest. Come on now. Mental rest. Come on now. Emotional rest. Come on now. Financial rest. Come on now. Oh, I'm going to give you rest in whatever you're going through. I'm going to restore you. I'm going to renew you. I'm going to refresh you, but I'm not going to bring you out of the trial because I need, to, I need you to hear something. Number three, let endurance have its perfect result. I can't bring you out of the trial yet. But I'm going to refresh you. I'm going to reconcile you. I'm going to restore you, Charmaine. I'm going to put you where you need to be, but I'm going to keep you in the middle of the storm, Carrie. I'm going to keep you right there because your faith, the testing of your faith is going to produce endurance, perseverance. Come on now. 
the tribulation, the temptation. Come on now. I'm tempted to go back to doing what used to work for me. I'm tempted to doing it on my own. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thy own understanding. Can I give that to you? In the middle of a trial, never lean to your own understanding. In the middle of a trial, never lean to your own wisdom. In the middle of a trial, never lean to your own intellect. That's why he says, consider it all joy that you find joy and gladness. Hallelujah. Because joy and gladness is going to produce a level of endurance in you. That's going to produce what? God's perfect result. Come on. Let endurance. Come on, somebody say, let endurance have it's perfect result. Well, what are you talking about, Bishop? Uh, what do you mean let endurance have its perfect result? Come on now. Allow the various trials to bring about good to bring about a good work in you. Come on now. You want the trial to produce a good work in you. You want the trial to perfect that which God wants to be perfected in you. You don't want to just sit there and come out of the trial lazy, all raggedy, all messed up. Uh, don't ratchet all of this other stuff you done gave up on God and now you're serving some other idol God and now you're going over here and now you're going over there because you didn't allow endurance to have its perfect result in you yeah, yeah. the trial is there to produce and to bring about a great work in you. God, I don't know what you're working in me. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. He's working on your temper. That's why you're angry for the last couple days. He's trying to get you to calm down. He's trying to get you to relax. Uh, uh, I don't know what God is doing. No, no, God's working on the area of trust. Come on now. He's working on your confidence. Uh, he's trying to pull you out of a place of low self-esteem to where you think of yourself how he thinks of you you'll be able to see yourself as great and wonderful and mighty you'll be able to live like you walk in the image of Christ you'll be able to walk in the things of God I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me but I'm never able to fulfill that if I don't know who I am if I don't allow the trial to mold and shape and break me come on now God wants to break you God wants to bend you. God wants to fold you up. He wants to ball the paper up. He wants to throw some trash away. He wants to renew, refurbish, and restore. But you've got to allow endurance to have its perfect result in you. What are you talking about? What, what are you talking about? What, well, what are you talking about? I want you to go right to uh, Philippians uh, chapter 1 and 6. Uh, uh, I want you to go to Philippians. Come on now. Philippians 1 and 6, 1 and 6, 1 and 6. Uh, uh, let me put my glasses on. Uh, 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 she has it right there. Uh, I am convinced and confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will continue it, uh, will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Jesus Christ, the time of his return. Did y'all hear that? Uh, come on now. Uh, the perfect work of endurance means that what God has started he's not going to stop until he completed. Come on now. If that means he has to work all the way up until he returns, he's going to complete it in you. But you and I have to be available to allow endurance, the trial, to break
shake me, the trial to shake me, the trial to put me in a place where I've got to trust in God. I've got to trust in God. I, I've been telling people this. Uh, you don't know God until you have to know God. I know that you never, you don't know God until you have to know who God is. Come on now. You never know God as a provider until you're broke, homeless, car repoed, no money in the bank, don't have a place to stay. Everything has been going against you. You never know him to be a provider until you have hit rock bottom and beyond the bottom of the rock and beyond the bottom of that rock. You'll never know who he is until he lifts you from the bottom of the rock, the top of the bottom of the rock, and then he sets you on top of another rock, and then he gives you air to breathe, and he provides everything that you need. He'll feed me in the dirty river. He'll feed me out of a brook that's nasty. He'll feed me in a place where the food doesn't taste good but he's still providing. Woo! You don't know God until you know him. And the doctor says, you only got six months to live. Then you get to know who God is. Come on now. He says there's nothing else that we can do. And the only thing that's going to keep you here is a miracle. You don't know God until you have to know who he really is. My mind is going crazy, and I need peace. I need the God of peace. I need the God of peace, peace that surpasses all my understanding. Come on now. Philippians 1 and 6 says that we've got to count it, consider, come on now, that in this place that God is going to do what? Come on. I am convinced. Somebody say, I'm convinced, and I'm confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you uh, will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. Come on now. You got to let endurance uh, perfect itself in you. You've got to let endurance complete the work in you. You've got to allow God to be in charge. you got to let God be the head coach. you got to let God start it. you got to let God finish it. Come on now. you got to let God take you around the corner, take you through some detours, take you around some valleys, take you up and down some mountains. Come on now. you got to let God break you through. you got to let God test your promises. you got to let God test your faith, not tempt you as God is trying to get you to do something outside of his will, but you got to allow the testing of the trial that you are encountering to allow God to do his part. Bring me through. Only God can perfect you. Only God can complete what he started. Come on now. Your degree, your millions of dollars, the lottery ain't going to complete it. Sometimes the lottery's probably going to make it worse because now you ain't got to trust God. I got a billion dollars in my account. After taxes, I got about $800 million. I ain't never got to trust God. I can just lean on my money. But when you get sick, a billion dollars cannot erase fourth stage cancer. When you get in a bad and you're getting ready to lose your family. You can't go out and buy another son. You can't go out and buy another wife. You can't go out and buy another mother. When life is hitting you from all corners, your money will mean you nothing. Whew. Come on here. That's why you got to trust God. Say, I believe God. 
Say, I'm confident of this very thing, that what God has started, he will complete it. He'll continue to perfect me even when I miss the mark, even when my life is just not always right. God will complete the work in me because he values what he placed in me. And he said, what I sent my word to do, it will not return unto me void. What I sent it to do in your life, it shall be done. That's why you got to endure the trial. Come on now, let's look at it. Let's look at it here. Come on, let's, let's move right on over to Galatians 6 and 9. Come on, that's why you got to let endurance have its perfect result. Come on now. Uh, you got to be able to endure to the end. See it through. Finish strong. Cross the finish line in one piece with your head held high. Come on now. You got to cross the line in one piece. Come on now. My shoes might be ragged. I might have holes in the bottom of my shoe. My feet might be hurting. My ankles might be swollen. My legs might be all messed up. But when I cross this line, I'll be perfected in one piece. I might be limping, but I'm going to cross this line in one piece full of the power, full of the Holy Ghost, full of the blessing of God. When I come out of this, I'm not going to look like what I went through. I'm going to be able to hold my head up and say, thank you Hey, come on here. Come on here. Hear this thing here. You're running a race. And Galatians 6, 9 says, come on now, be not weary. Come on now. In well, let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good. For at the proper time at the right time when I'm crawling, at the right time when I'm stuck in a corner, at the right time when I'm crying and it seems like God has left me, at the right time, if you don't give in, you will reap. If you don't faint, just remember, there's a right time, Carrie. Come on, there's a right time, daughter. In the middle of your trial, God has already checked off that date. There's a right time. He's already checked off the date for that game. It's going to be at this game. It's going to be at this right time that you will win, but you can't faint. Whew. Don't get discouraged and give up. Don't get discouraged and walk away. Don't get discouraged and think that you're a failure. Don't get discouraged. Even if you feel like you failed, he said, don't get discouraged. Hold on and see what the end will be. Look at somebody and say, hold on. Hold the line. I need you to hold the line. Hold the line. Don't move until I tell you. Stay in rank. Stay in place. Keep your cadence. Hey, don't lose your mind. Even though it seems like you've lost your mind. Ah, but I have a chief intercessor that'll speak on your behalf. It'll pray for you. It'll love on you. It'll push you through. But I need you to just stay in the race and endure the trial endure the trial 
had no money to feed my family, endured the trial, losing my mind every morning, endured the trial, feeling like giving up, feeling like walking out on my family. But he said, just hold the line. Just hold the line, Graves. Hold the line because James going to need to see you holding the line because a trial's getting ready to hit his life. Tracy needs to see you hold the line. They all need to see you hold the line because everybody is in the midst of various trials. But hold the line, Graves. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Daughter been trying to get a promotion for so long. Hold the line, Graves. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. And then out of nowhere, you get what you've been asking for at the right time. At the right time. God is always on time. At the right time. At the proper time the proper time. He'll put a smile on your face while you're hurting. At the right time, he'll bring joy and gladness back to you and say, remember you located joy and gladness two years ago. Let me bring it back to you and let you experience it on the other side of this trial. Endure. Come on here. Endure the trial. Endure the race. Come on now. Endure this thing here. Come on now. Come on now. But then, but then I, I just need you to hear this last one here. I, I, let's, let's, let's kick it all the way back over to the Old Testament. Psalms. Come on now. 138 and 8. Come on now. Come on. Let endurance have its perfect result. What's the result? God's going to finish it. What's the result? He said at the proper time, if you don't fade, you will reap. Come on now. You'll get everything that I promised you. Come on now. You might not get all of it, but you're going to get some of it. And the some of it is going to be enough to satisfy you for the rest of your life. It's going to be more than enough. It's going to be all that you need. But then I like this here in Psalms 138 and 8. He said, let God. Come on now. I need you to understand this. The Lord will accomplish that which concerns me. It won't always be like this. The Lord will perfect that concerning me sooner or later. It'll turn in my favor. I need you to lift your hands and say, God is my sooner or later. It's turning in my favor. I need you to lift your hands and say, it's turning in my favor turning in my favor. Come on now. He said, your unwavering loving kindness, oh Lord, endures forever. But whatever you do, don't abandon the works of your own hands. These trials are the work of your own hands. The suffering that I'm going through are at the work of your own hands. The tribulation, the difficulty, the hardship, hey, some of the struggle are at the work of your own hands. You put me in the trial. You caused me to go through the trial so at the work of your own hands don't abandon it because you're building something in me you're causing me to be strong you're causing me to be powerful but I need you to hear this I need you to hear this let God perfect that which needs to be perfected in us gladness peace trust faith confidence belief Come on now, erasing all of my doubt. Come on now, 
endure to the end and see it through. Finish strong and cross the line in one piece. All right, all right, all right. Allow God's purpose to run its course through whatever trial you might encounter. What God has started, <laughs> he will complete. Did you hear that? Come on, lift your hands. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, Elder Tracy. <laughs> Trials and the testing of our faith produce the enduring patience and stamina within us that allows God's finished work to be perfected in us. <sighs> it won't always be like this. Come on. The Lord will perfect that concerns me sooner or later. It'll turn in my favor. Come on, stand on your feet. Come on, say sooner or later. At the proper time, I will experience sooner or later. Come on. I want you to lift your hands here. Come on. Just lift your hands and say, Lord, you know the concern of my heart. But let the endurance of this trial perfect a good work in me. Sooner or later, it'll turn in my favor. Uh, just come on, worship the Lord right there. Come on. Just worship Oh, later, it'll turn in my favor. It's turning around for me. Sooner or later, it'll turn in my favor. It's turning around for me. Come on, somebody's just wanting God to turn it around. You've been asking God to turn it around. You've been believing that God is going to be who he says he is to you. But I need you to locate joy and gladness. I need you to find joy and gladness in the midst of the trial that you're going through. I know that the text seems insensitive and, and it seems unfavorable to my, to my situation. I, I've just lost a child and I've just lost a loved one. I, I lost my job and how can I find gladness, come on now, and joy in the midst of the turmoil? He says that if you would just trust me, come on, that I won't leave you or forsake you, that if, if you will just understand that I'm God enough to put you in it, and then I'm God enough to stand right there and walk with you through it. Uh, I'm God enough to hold you through it. I'm, I'm God enough to give you the strength to endure. I want you to just lift your hands all over this place. and Come on, R.C., Puerto Rico, and all of our R.C. family out there, come on. I want you to just lift your hands and just say, sooner or later, the hand of the Lord's work will turn in my favor. I am confident of this very thing, that what God has started in me, 
he will complete it and give me an ending date on this side of heaven that my ending date will not be when I leave this earth and I'll never be able to experience what God has promised me but God is such a faithful God that he will allow me to see his word come to pass before I go close my eyes and transition into heaven I believe on this side of heaven that sooner or later it's gonna work in my favor can I tell you it's working in your favor right now he woke you up this morning it's working in your favor right now he started you on your way it's working in your favor he's protecting you he's kept you he's healed you he's delivered you just keep your hand in the hand of God hallelujah Father, we love you so much. It'll turn in my favor. Turning around. You know, the, you know, life seems to happen at times in your life where things are building. I've been asking God all week long the church is starting to grow and now you open up the residency <laughs> where I'm going to miss some Sundays because it's required for me to, to serve at the VA on Sundays but guess what God has called us to be such a mature church that you're going to be in good hands it's amazing that when things are all settled that sometimes God will give you your dream. When things are just going well, God will give you your dream. When, when it stops raining, why didn't you give it to me while it was raining? Why, why didn't you give it to me before? It wasn't the proper time. Sooner or later, God's hand and the work of his hand will complete what he started in you. You got it? Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together and bless the name of the Lord today. Come on, put your hands together. Clap your hands. Hallelujah. Before we go into hallelujah, hallelujah, I want you to give at this time. I want you to Honor the Lord in your giving. Honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. Honor the Lord and what he's given to you. Make your sacrifice. Hallelujah. We're in the season. Your tithe, your offering, your love seat to your man of God. We believe in the work that God is doing. Hallelujah. If you believe that God is doing a work, you're men of God. Sow your seed and your harvest. You believe that God is who he says he is. Offer your offering unto him. Bring an offering. You believe that God is who he said he is. And offer your tithe unto him. 
your 10%. Hallelujah. If you're here today, I want you to give. Online, you see all of our areas of giving. To all of those who have been giving, we appreciate you. Paulette Jackson, I don't know if you will see this, but I want to tell you thank you. Every week, no matter what time of day, thank you for giving to the Rock Church, to all of our givers, all of our tithers, all of those who give in every area, thank you. And to those who will start giving today, thank you. We appreciate you. Your giving matters here at the Rock Church. Everybody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. say glory to, glory to God. To all of those who are in various trials, remember, number one, locate joy and gladness. Two, acknowledge that you're in the midst of a trial, but get to Jesus. Come unto me, all ye who are heavy laden, weary, and I will give you rest. And then thirdly, let endurance have its perfect result. The result is that God is going to complete and finish at the proper time what he's purposed in me to do. This is my prayer for us. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Come on, just lift your hands. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands and just say, thank you, Lord. Father, we love you. Let the grace of God and the peace of God rest upon us today. Bless our children, our first responders. Bless every football and basketball stadium, every open event where masses of people will be gathering. I, I pray now for the grace of God. I, I pray now for the war that is taking place over in Israel and, and, and Gaza and, 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 and those places right now, Father, where hundreds of people were just killed. Father calls us as a church to pray and to intercede that murder and violence, anger and terror, dissension, strife and envy will be conquered by the love of Jesus Christ. Father, heal our land. Father, we thank you that you bless our police officers. That you bless all the veterans at the Veterans Hospital, Father. Father, that you keep us, bless us, strengthen us. In Jesus' name, we plead the bloodline protection around our families and our children, our schools. Father, we thank you. We plead the bloodline protection against all accident, death, hurt, harm, and danger. In Jesus' name, let peace be with us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Peace to the past. Peace to the family. Peace to the bishop. And peace to us all. Amen. Have a great day. Have a great day. And God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen.